Listen to any earnings call with the Borsa Earnings Call mobile app now available on the App Store. Check the show notes for the download link. Good morning. My name is Karina, and I will be your conference operator today. At this time, I would like to welcome everyone to the Wix.com 2018 Second Quarter Financial Results Conference Call. All lines have been placed on mute to prevent any background noise. After the speaker's remarks, there will be a question and answer session. If you would like to ask a question during this time, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you would like to withdraw your question, press the pound key. I will now hand it over to Maggie O'Donnell, Director of Investor Relations. Thank you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Wix's second quarter 2018 earnings call. Joining me today to discuss our results are Avishai Abrahami, CEO and co-founder, Nir Zohar, President and COO, and Lior Shemesh, CFO. During this call, we may make forward-looking statements, and these statements are based on current expectations and assumptions. Please consider the risk factors included in our press release and most recent Form 20F that could cause our results to differ materially from these forward-looking statements. We do not undertake any obligation to update these forward-looking statements. In addition, we will comment on non-GAAP financial results. You can find all reconciliations between our GAAP and non-GAAP results in our press release, presentation slides, shareholder update, and our interactive analyst center on the investor relations section of our website. Now I will hand it over to Avishai Abrahami, who is going to say a couple of words about the quarter. Thank you, Maggie, and good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We had another great quarter at Wix. The momentum and excitement we shared at our analyst and investor day in June are reflected in these strong results. Both collection and revenues beat our expectations again. Revenues increased 41% year-over-year and collection grew 37% year-over-year. Free cash flow also grew in the quarter to nearly $24 million, our highest ever. These results prove that what we talked about at the analyst day, that Wix continues to be a rare combination of strong top-line growth and growing cash flow. We believe this trend will continue, and we are again increasing our full-year outlook for all metrics. We continue to drive increasing cohort value driven by conversion and retention improvements. We've added 205,000 net subscription this quarter and we are maintaining our TRY of seven to nine months. As a reminder, for every 100,000 new subscription we add, we estimate future collection of more than $165 million over the next eight years. We ex now expect our existing core to generate $4.6 billion in collection over the next eight years based on our current cohort behavior. Finally, consistent with what we shared at our analyst and investor day, the momentum of our product development is expanding our market opportunity. We continue to provide which user of all skill levels and backgrounds with a complete product platform so they can create their dreams online. Development of Wix code continues. Users of all skill levels, including experts and professionals, are creating many different kinds of websites and web applications. Activity in the Wix code forum, our community for Wix code users is also increasing. Users have contributed over 335,000 posts and comments which have generated over 1 million views. We remain excited about the opportunity which could present for the coming years. 
We also recently launched a mobile site builder for Wix, enabling users to create professional-looking websites entirely from a mobile device. And Wix ADI continues to be a positive contributor to the overall conversion improvements. We are experiencing early success in additional languages other than English and plan to release more before the end of the year. I'm very happy by our progress so far this year and remain very excited about the remainder of the year. With that, I'm going to hand it back to Maggie. Thank you. Uh, please limit yourself to one question so that everyone gets a chance to ask a question. Can we have the first question, please? We will now go ahead and take your questions. As a reminder to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. We ask that each participant please limit themselves to one question. Your first question is from Brent So with Jeffries. Please go ahead. Thank you. Um, you'd mentioned uh, that code users are starting to buy more premium subscriptions, although in the quarter the premium growth um, actually decelerated. Uh, from past periods. I'm curious if you could just walk through uh, what you're seeing and perhaps there's um, some anomalies that are, are creating, you know, a deceleration in that growth as it relates to uh, some of the metrics that you, that you re uh, release. Sure, this is uh, Leo. So, 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 so obviously, you know, let's remember that in terms of seasonality, uh, you know, Q2 is weaker than the, the first quarter. Usually the first quarter is very strong. Uh, um, especially about uh, 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 premiums uh, added, uh, many, many reasons for that. Um, second, I think that we have some, uh, you know, uh, impact and, you know, we, we kind of, uh, um, you know, forecast it when we provided the guidance for, uh, for the quarter, uh, specifically from the World Cup, uh, so we need also to take it into account. But overall, the conversion is up. Um, even when we look at the uh, new cohort in the second quarter compared to the first quarter, um, and the main reason for that is for the uh, adoption of the Wix code and also the uh, contribution of the IDI in other places of the world. Uh, so it's, um, it actually was uh, even above our expectations. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Brent. Can we have the next question, please? Your next question is from Ron Josie from JMP Securities. Please go ahead. Great. Thanks for taking the question. So, Avishai, in the press release, you mentioned two goals for 18. I think it was increased penetration of the existing markets and then, and then continue to see progress in, in the benefits of larger market opportunities. And I just want to understand that a little bit more as we head in the back half of the year and talking about increasing penetration of existing markets. Is that just more, more marketing? Um, more products, and then as it relates to the larger market opportunity, just any plans around code and broadening the appeal as we had in the back half would be helpful. And then, Leo, just to follow up to, to Brent's question, you talked about code above expectations. Any insights on, on users there would be helpful. Thanks again. So I think that uh, when, um, this is Avishai answering the first uh, part of the first question which is uh, what we're looking at uh, is, is actually to continue to, to expand to new markets in terms of geography and in terms of things that people can do with Wix. Right? Wix code is, of course, a, a, a dramatic, a, a big step in toward that direction. But on the other hand, we're also looking right at increasing uh, uh, marketing of the product in, in different markets. So it's a combination. But I think a big part of it is, is uh, the additional product that we are launching and uh, having them being accessible to more users. 
and yeah, uh, for the uh, other uh, uh, question uh, which we got to the uh, uh, users and so on, so in general we see that um, the increase of conversion, although you know it's, it's sometimes it's really hard to tell, uh, as you know, uh, but we know that the, there is a contribution for uh, for the new codes uh, specifically for people that using the the Wix code. Uh, we do see more professionals. Um, and agencies and experts actually using the Wix code, creating uh, uh, an ama amazing uh, website. Um, and uh, it's pretty much consistent of what we thought, although it, the performance was a bit better. Uh, but I think that overall, it's uh, it's even more, you know, increase our excitement about the contribution of the Wix code uh, for the next coming years. Great, thank you. Thanks, Ron. Can we have the next question, please? Mark Grant with Goldman Sachs. Please go ahead. Hi. Thanks for taking the question. Um, I just wanted to get a better handle on some customer trends here. On the gross new subscriptions, it seems like the mix of the annual subs has stayed pretty consistent around that two-thirds range. Can you give us a sense of how retention has trended among those annual subscribers? And I'm not asking for specific retention numbers, just hoping you can help us understand how that behavior has trended over the last couple of years and if you've noticed any anything changing there. Hey, uh, it's me, Mark. Uh, so, I, in terms of the, uh, the both the trending of uh, you know the, the split between the annuals and, and the nan and the monthlies, uh, as you said, it's, it's pretty stable. In terms of the retention uh, of those over the past few years, uh, we've actually seen uh, you know a slight improvement. If you remember the uh, presentation uh, and the discussion we had around the business model and the the, the uh, the negative churn or basically just the positive retention uh, when we look at newer cohorts. And, you know, we clearly saw that the newer cohorts have better retention than the older ones. Um, naturally, that has not changed in the analyst day, but that's basically the year-over-year the -year trend that we're seeing. Okay, thank you. Great, thanks, Mark. Can we have the next question, please? Deepak Basivan from Barclays, please go ahead. Thanks for taking the question. So first one sort of related to the question from a couple of months ago. Um, and uh, I don't think you have factored in I don't know, direct monetization from code in the backup guidance at this time, but how should we think about the benefits to conversion that's factored in? Obviously, you raised backup guidance a little bit more than 2Q performance. So do you expect or have you factored in continuous improvements on code uh, related conversion in the guidance for back app. And then second question related to GDPR. GDPR is now in effect. Are you seeing any constraints in converting a previously registered user through campaigns like email marketing or something whose efficiencies might be you know, a little less now? More broadly on that topic, how should we view the registered user base at this time? I mean, what percent do you think long-term you can target and convert? Because some of them probably are now registered under a you know the old privacy laws. Uh, hey Deepak, so so with regard to the um, the um, uh, code and the con the improvement of conversion, um, so as as always, uh, you know the guidance that we provide is based on what we see right now. So we have seen uh, some improvement in conversion, and it's already embedded in the guidance that we provided um, for the second half of the year. Actually, the uh, the fact that we increased. Um, the guidance for the full year is uh, mainly because of that. 
Um, and 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 look, I think that uh, you know uh, uh, we are very, as I mentioned before, we are very excited about it, and and we think that we can, um, you know, uh, that the Wix code is a major contribution, you know, in the future for uh, for the new cohorts and to the improvement of conversion in in the following years, and it will take some more time. Um, but it doesn't embed any. Uh, it doesn't embed. Uh, there is no impact of in, in continuous improvement of conversion uh, uh, on the guidance that I provided. Just what we see right now. Uh, Pak, it's near. In regards to the, the GDPR, uh, so it's been a few months now that we're uh, in full compliance to the new regulation. Uh, I have to say that we actually saw no impact, neither on registration of new users or behavior of the existing user or users or conversion uh, in, in any manner. Got it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Deepak. Can we have the next question, please? Alyssa Johnson with KeyBank Key Capital. Please go ahead. Thank you. I was hoping to ask about international. Um, was wondering if you could kind of parse out, you know, any kind of one-time impacts that you saw in World Cup versus, you know, how we should think about that as a driver in the back half of the year as you have new products um, kind of with ADI rolling out, um, you know, more and more internationally as well as your new new mobile site builder, how that kind of plays into um, your existing markets as well as new potential international markets. Okay, so with regard to the World Cup, um, we, we know as, as a fact that it's impact, you know, the, um, the quarter. It's hard to tell by how much. Um, we do see, you know, uh, and, and, you know, uh, for example, uh, a drop in, in the overall number of users in specific days, especially, you know, uh, the last days and, and you, know, at, you know, during the finals of, of, the, of the game. But but uh, so so basically the reason impact it's how to estimate exactly what was the impact. Um, with regard to the ADI and other new products, um, you know we do expect that that conversion will be improving uh, over time uh, from you know from those products. Um, and as I mentioned before, at this stage uh, it includes uh, only what we see. Uh, I don't assume right now continuous improvement, although we hope, certainly we hope, that there will be continuous improvement with regard to that. Great. Thanks, Alyssa. Can we have the next question, please? Nadeed Khan with SunTrust. Please go ahead. Hi, thanks a lot. Um, I have two questions. One, on the on the premium tier for code, um, I mean, even at the analyst, you, you did say there is, a, there is a good possibility of uh, introducing that. How should we think about it in terms of timing? Do you think it, we might see it sometime this year? Do you think it's more likely to uh, that we see it next year? And then uh, I had a follow-up on, on ARPS after that. Okay. Um, so with regard to the code, I would just mention that um, we do expect that uh, the improvement uh, specifically about conversion will continue uh, into 2019 and um, and you know as I mentioned will be you know uh, uh, a positive impact um, on the uh, new cohorts in 2019 and I think that this is something that has um, started but all but we need to remember that when we start the year most of 
the top line is actually coming from existing cohorts. Uh, so we need to take it into consideration. But when we talk about the new cohorts, so yes, we do uh, anticipate continued improvement as a result of that. Um, and, and in terms of uh, you know future uh, future uh, additional modeling of uh, of, of monetizations, uh, different tiers uh, for code, uh, we have uh, we have quite a few ideas of things that uh, we we intend to test in the in the next uh, several uh, months in order to understand what works best. Uh, and you know once we kind of uh, understand them and stabilize them, then those those things will will you know will have to be modeled uh, in, into the future and into 19. Okay, perfect. And then on the ARPS, uh, I think you call out two factors. One is the vertical apps, and the second was um, improved mix of higher-priced subscription package. What is contributing to the mix of higher-priced subscription packages? So as, as, uh, I think that, as you indicated, is, um, is mostly the uh, continued uptake of vertical application adoption. Uh, you know, if, if, we, um, if we try to compare it to um, uh, on a year-over-year -year basis, uh, right now the adoption of vertical by new code um, is approximately, is, is a bit more than 40%. So actually it's a 30% increase on a year-over-year -year basis, which is quite big. Um, and, and this is something that is super, super interesting because what you see right now is the direct contribution of the adoption of the vertical, which obviously increased the output. But, but uh, uh, the, the, indirect, the, the indirect effect is even, even bigger because it's, when you think about it, it's increased the uh, uh, satisfaction of the customer, the thickness of our customers, and obviously they are the, the conversion. Uh, so I think that this is a, a, a nice, you know, uh, 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 evidence to the fact that the strategy that we took and decided to use the vertical and to basically to uh, uh, to enable more uh, kind of a tailor uh, uh, made uh, you know for those, for those kind of professionals uh, to use the vertical. I think that it was the right decision because obviously we can see the fruits of it right now, and some of it you see as the increase in the output. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Navid. Can we have the next question, please? Jason Halstein with Oppenheimer, please go ahead. Jason Halstein, your line is open. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay, hey. So, um, uh, how are you thinking about um, your product outlook relative to the guidance? Is, does the guidance, or at least the high end of guidance, assume impact from any new products in the back half? And then kind of timing third quarter versus fourth quarter. And then secondly, um, anything you can share with us um, about the dynamics of a Wix code subscriber? Do, you know, because we can't really see it within the numbers, but you know, are you seeing, um, you know, a Wix code subscriber generally having a higher ARPU? Any, any kind of color around what type of customers that's bringing in, and, uh, and obviously your comments suggest there's a longer-term benefit from that, and just how we should think about that, thanks. Yeah. So I will start with the first question about uh, the new product. So uh, as, as always, uh, you know, uh, we include in the guidance the products that exist today with the current performance. Uh, new products are not in the guidance. 
or, um, or uh, improvement in performance of existing products also are not part of the guidance. Um, we would like to, uh, you know, to guide it when it's happened. Uh, with regard to the second question, um, Neil? Yeah, so again, these are initial trends uh, that we've observed. Uh, uh, so we, we still, I think we still need more time in order to actually uh, uh, build a model out of it. But definitely, I think at least two interesting behaviors that we see is that on one end, um, uh, well, they take longer to convert, which kind of makes sense because it's a more complex product and, and, uh, uh, and, and you know, just building a web application or complex uh, uh, website functionality on Wix code just takes a longer time. On the other end, we do see that the, these users are building more websites, uh, which is, you know, it, I think it's indicative towards the fact that it's something that, that is, you know, what, it's something that professionals and people, uh, professionals need in order, uh, in order to achieve, uh, uh, I would say, a higher value for return on their own business of, of catering for, uh, for customers. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Can we have the next question, please? Caroline Audi with JP Morgan. Please go ahead. Yeah, thanks. Hi, guys. Did you guys get a full quarter worth of benefit from the new languages on which the ADI or, um, you know, maybe just a partial quarter? And is there any additional languages that you anticipate rolling out uh, in the coming quarters? Hey, uh, Sterling. So this is near. Uh, it's um, some and some. Uh, in some languages, we had the full impact of the quarter, not as it was partial, as it was rolled out within the quarter. And yes, we uh, we do intend to roll out uh, uh, further languages throughout the uh, second half of the year. Absolutely. Great. Thank you. Great. Thanks. Can we have the next question, please? Matt Sue with William Blair. Please go ahead. Hey guys, thanks for taking my question. Um, just wanted to get some further clarity on on the guidance, the revenue guidance for the for the back half of the year here. So if I if I look at the guidance, it, it kind of implies that um, there's going to be a further deceleration in growth of um, net premium subs added in the in the back half of the year. And so just trying to understand, you know, perhaps um, what puts and takes or factors there are for net premium sub additions in in the back half of the year. Thanks. So yeah, let me. Uh, <clears throat> I would uh, I would relate to the uh, both top line and and uh, premiums because I guess that you are talking about uh, both of them. So with regard to the top line, we actually um, increased uh, the guidance for the quarter, um, the uh, the guidance for the full year by uh, by approximately uh, uh, three million dollar on the high range of of what we provided before. Very important also to mention that we had some uh, a negative impact of currency. It was not significant. It was small uh, during the second quarter, mainly from the uh, decrease of the, uh, of the euro and the uh, uh, British pound uh, compared to the dollar. Um, it actually went down by, by approximately 4%, so it has some impact of a few millions of dollars. Uh, so it's something that it's also important to mention, although it's not significant, um, um, but the, the other thing about the, uh, the uh, premiums, we need to remember that the fourth quarter uh, is behaving totally differently from all the other uh, quarters because usually you see an up uh, on, 
on, on increase in collection while you see decrease in net premiums. Uh, the reason for that is obviously because of all the holidays uh, and vacations during the fourth quarter, which obviously impact uh, the cohort. Um, but on the other hand, you see the uh, renewal of, uh, of uh, all kinds of promotion that usually you do during this uh, period, and it's coming in with a full price. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, in terms of seasonality, the uh, second quarter is totally different. Uh, then the second half of the year is totally different from the first half of the year. But I do anticipate that this year is not going to be uh, different uh, from any other year before, meaning that it's in line of what we've seen before. Great, thanks. Thanks, Matt. Can we have the next question, please? Mark Mahaney with RBC. Please go ahead. Yeah, I want to ask about the, uh, uh, um, some of your international markets and the registered user growth. The registered user growth continues to be up year over year, and then that uh, you do provide this detail on your increased geographic penetration. So is that a decent proxy for where your new uh, registered users are coming from? So just in, any color on uh, the geographic mix shift of, of new registered users. And then in that same vein, on the international side, I, I assume that these markets, given your business model, kind of ramp uh, profitably the same way that others do, that, that there's probably not dramatic startup costs in any of these markets since you don't have a, really a sales force. Just comment on, as, you, as the business become increasingly geographically di uh, dispersed or diverse, what that means to profitability, if anything. Thank you. Okay, so we'll start with the uh, first question. We don't see any change from um, uh, from uh, uh, previous periods in terms of the um, in terms of where the users are coming from. Um, again, uh, um, a big part is coming from outside of North America. When we talk about uh, users, about two thirds. Um, uh, so there is no change from uh, previous periods. Um, but I do think that you are right. I mean, there is, uh, you know, opportunity in other places of the world, like Asia Pacific and so on. Um, but it depends on many, many, many factors. But in general, I don't think that there will be, um, um, you know, any impact on our profitability while we are penetrating into these uh, countries. First of all, you are right. Um, you know, it's a software business model, and we don't need a foot on the ground in order to be successful there. Uh, the second thing, we always act according to the uh, TRY, meaning that, um, you know, if someone, uh, theoretically, uh, the payments or the pricing is different, so obviously uh, also the investment in marketing is different. So on a TRY basis, uh, it's really uh, remained the same, and therefore the uh, profitability should be the same. And, and we actually already see that, you know, because, uh, you know, the behavior and the uh, economics of, of, uh, of uh, Latin America, for example, is totally different than uh, North America. Um, and, and so this is the way that we manage it. Okay. Thank you, Lior. Great. Thank you, Mark. Can we have the next question, please? Jonathan Keyes with Summit. Please go ahead. Great. Uh, thanks. Um, uh, thanks for taking my question. I'll keep it one question. It's really a one topic. Just curious um, if you've gotten any um, 
product changes from um, or uh, directional changes from your uh, payment processing partner Square, uh, or if you're also going to take any um, different direction there in terms of who you're going to use as a partner for a POS, maybe uh, use another vendor, or um, just uh, add some um, uh, partner uh, duplicity there. Thanks. Hey, Jonathan. So uh, I, I'm assuming that you're asking about the Square due to, uh, to the Weebly acquisition. Um, um, yeah. In fact, uh, yeah. yeah, so... So the fact is that you know we, we haven't seen any uh, we haven't seen any uh, change in the kind of the overall uh, uh, behavior in the market and the way we we think about it Square has been you know a good partner for us um, in terms of the POS and uh, and the payments for our users who need it uh, our customers like it their users users uh, you want they they ask for it and they want that service. So we don't anticipate any any changes uh, in the near future in that aspect. It's uh, you know it's a good product and a very good relationship between the two companies. And no changes from them in terms of what how they want to take this. No. Okay. None. Thanks. Great. Thanks, Jonathan. Can we have the next question, please? Tim Classel with Northland Securities. Please go ahead. Yeah, quick question uh, also around the competitive environment. Uh, with code, are you maybe you can give us some color of who you think um, the type of customer you're attracting, what, would it, what were they using, what could have they been using, and as part of that, um, are you seeing any more, you're competing more up against WordPress? We've noticed more of them in our channel text. Thank you. So... Uh, when you look at the which score, the first part was what kind of a right a, a yeah, customer. So we see that the, the who they have historically used or what were they using before they jumped over to which code. So we do see if you're asking if we do see an increase of people that used to use WordPress and now are moving to use Wix. The answer is yes, we do see that, but it's not only that. We also see people that used to really code from scratch. Moving to Wixcode, and we see people that used to use a system like a Drupal moving to Wixcode. So it's a bigger combination, it's a bigger set than just saying, oh, it takes from WordPress. But, uh, and this is, by the way, what gets us so excited, right? Because it means that the potential is so much bigger. Uh, and the functionality that people use from code, well, so uh, 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 the more we see a lot of databases. Okay, and that's something very common uh, where people, uh, and this is something that we also see designers that are very capable of doing and, and we're really enjoying seeing how they do that and how well it works. Uh, beyond that, uh, uh, there is uh, tons of people that actually go in and just program stuff, which I found to be fascinating because it just shows that uh, uh, the, the level of need for uh, the additional functionality which we provide is tremendous. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks, Tim. I think we have time for one more question. Lloyd Waldensley with Deutsche Bank. Please go ahead. Hey, thanks for the question. This is actually Seth on for Lloyd. Um, I was just curious if you could talk about the new mobile site builder and what you're seeing in terms of behaviors for users coming into that funnel. Are you seeing maybe better site completion rates or premium upgrade rates or any other insights you can share there? Thank you. 
So yeah, we just launched a product, and then we believe that long term, right? It's a strategic product because we think that long term, more and more people will. Uh, that grew up using a, a mobile phone, a smartphone as their computer, right, will be using a, that product to build a website. <coughs> it's a pretty awesome product. If you didn't try it, you should definitely try it. It's a really uh, using the full capabilities of uh, ADI to build your site. You can really manage it and do everything from there. And, and, and so it's a fantastic product. And uh, for now, the result that we see, you know, a very early stage, but uh, uh, of course, we believe that long term that will uh, be a, a, an important product in a in a tool set. Great, thank you, Seth. Thanks everyone for joining today. This concludes today's call. You may now disconnect.